Garden Destinations made this story possible. It's a new digital magazine for travelers who want to include public gardens in their travel plans. Their website is gardendestinations.com. Around here, our last frost date's April 15th, give or take a couple weeks. I like to get a jump on things by starting seeds inside and then easing them out into a protected space and then taking them to their final destination outside. I've had some successes, and I've endured a lot of failures, too. So I visited Dr. Elizabeth Riley in one of the greenhouses on the NC State University campus. Dr. Riley is an expert in plant propagation and was on the show last fall talking about strategies for collecting seeds. Now lately, I've been mesmerized by all those seed catalogs that have been showing up, and I've been dreaming about my ideal garden. But after talking with Liz, I realized I need to focus on the basics, getting the right environment and growing healthy roots. Liz showed me how to get those steps right for the plants I want to start at my house. Hi, my name is Dr. Elizabeth Riley, and I'm a postdoctoral teaching scholar in the Horticultural Science Department at North Carolina State University. So the first step is to make sure that you have the right environment. You may already have the seeds um, or the stem cuttings, but the environment is key. Uh, today we're here in our propagation, one of our propagation houses on campus, and it's set up with a mist system and solenoid valves and time clocks, and it's really complex. But the main thing is, is that it's covered in plastic, and that's because that plastic keeps it warm, helps keep the humidity up when the water goes off uh, so that the plants can uh, work on developing root systems. So definitely starting with your environment is key. Uh, we have here today with us some different examples of um, environments that you can use in your home. This is a tray that we uh, that you can purchase from the store. And the first thing that you may notice about it is that it has this clear plastic dome on top of it. And so that is there in order to keep the humidity up around your seedlings or your cuttings. How long do I need to keep the plants covered or under plastic? The length of time that your plants, um, cuttings, or seedlings need to stay under plastic and covered in that human environment is until they establish a nice root system. Once they establish a good root system, then you can start to wean them off of that covered environment. You can start to open it up um, and let them start growing on their own without the humidity. Plus, in some of these situations, you may be limited on space in your home. Uh, so once the seedling gets to a certain height, it may start hitting the plastic that you've covered it with, and at that point, you can go ahead and pull that plastic off or find a way to elevate it more, uh, the plastic more over the plants. But usually once they get big enough that they start hitting the plastic, go ahead and uncover them so it doesn't inhibit their growth. Okay, so what's my next step? You need to select a good potting soil mixture. Um, some of the bagged potting soils that you can buy at your local garden center are great. Um, they need to have peat and perlite in them, uh, which usually have a really good um, airspace holding and water holding so that the seeds or the cuttings do not desiccate. Uh, the, the environment and the potting soil need to be able to keep the seeds and the cuttings from drying out and desiccating. So making sure that it has good water holding, but also good airspace because if it holds too much water, then your seeds or cuttings may rot. It's warm in here. My house isn't anything like this. Is it warm enough in my house to start seedlings? You want to start seeds in your house. That's uh, The temperature can be you, just what you keep it at to live in. Um, you want to sit your, whatever you're propagating in, you want to sit it near a windowsill or on a windowsill is preferable um, because the seedlings are, and cuttings are going to need as much light as possible um, so that they don't stretch and get too leggy. So putting them on the windowsill with something covering them 
helps it to build up temperature, greenhouse effect, similar to the greenhouse that we're in today, uh, helps it build up the temperature in there, keep it moist and warm. And so as long as your house is set to, you know, what you're comfortable with, anywhere from 65 to 72 uh, is a good, a good um, temperature. Keep in mind though, when you do take the plastic off or pull the um, cover off of your propagation environment, that if you have them sitting under an air vent and it's blowing air, whether that be hot or cold on those cuttings or seedlings, it'll dry out the potting soil a little bit more. So you wanna make sure to keep them adequately watered so they don't dry out. So do I hear you saying that keeping them moist is almost more important than keeping them warm? Yes, keeping them, again, if they're in your house, they're most likely gonna be warm enough. Uh, so keeping them moist to a certain extent is really important. Obviously, if you keep them super saturated, they're, they're gonna rot um, or get some diseases like dampening off. Uh, so keeping them adequately moist so that they don't dry out is really important, um, more so than keeping them warm. And again, uh, the temperatures fluctuate a lot. So once we are past the first frost-free date, which I think for our area is usually April 15th, then I go ahead and move my seedlings outside. The more natural sunlight they can get, the better they're going to develop for their leaves, um, their height, their fruit development, flower development. It depends on what you're propagating for those. Um, but moving them outside as soon as possible is really important um, to help them get that natural light. So seeds aren't the only way to start new plants. Liz, you've got other things here. Tell me about them. Yes, there are lots of ways to start new plants. Uh, you can also do stem cuttings, which is a method of asexual propagation, which means that you are essentially cloning the plant that you're taking the cutting from. Um, this is great. I do this a lot in the summer. It's great with things like begonias, especially the dragon wing begonias. They are great for just snapping off a stem and you can, um, I sometimes just stick them straight in a mason jar with clear water and they root right there for me. Um, and it, stem cuttings are an option for plants that don't start well from seeds or from a plant that you want to maintain a certain characteristic. So cloning it is the only way to do that. Um, starting cuttings in your home is a little bit more difficult than starting seeds. Um, and it changes from species to species. Like I mentioned, the dragon wing begonias are very easy to start from cuttings, even just putting them in a mason jar with water. Um, coleus is the same way. Once you start talking about woody types of plants, then taking stem cuttings can become a little bit challenging. Um, not to say that you can't do it in your house, you most certainly can, but you need to, one, do your research on your plants that you're wanting to take stem cuttings of, because that's gonna tell you when to propagate them, and how to do it. Two, you're gonna to need to be very, very patient because some woody plants can take a very long time to root. Um, and that is one of the challenges within a home environment is that it's really hard to maintain that proper moisture level and temperature for a long extended period of time for a woody cutting that could take several weeks to root. Um, so for me, I usually don't take woody cuttings at home. I usually just do herbaceous plants uh, that I know and have practiced with that I know are gonna root. Um, so many of your annuals and a lot of your herbaceous perennials as well. Okay, so once I've taken my cuttings, what comes next? So if you're taking a stem cutting, you wanna make sure that you're picking a plant that's healthy, disease-free, try to avoid any flower buds because those just take away energy from the roots getting started. Um, and then you're gonna to wanna to take your cutting and make it about four to six inches long or about the length of a normal size plant label. Uh, and then once you get that cutting and you're ready to stick it, you're gonna to wanna to make a fresh cut on the bottom and then remove the leaves from the lower third of that stem cutting. Make sure that you are 
placing it in the proper direction, meaning that the bottom goes into the soil and the top goes above the soil. Um, sometimes with weeping plants and things like that, you can get a little confused as to which way you should stick the cutting. So make sure you always keep up with that um, direction so that you can have success in rooting it. Also, some species that may be more difficult to root, you can purchase um, hormidin powders or dip and grow types, type of liquids from your gardens, local garden centers. Um, and that just has plant hormones in there that can help get the roots started um, and help give an even distribution of rooting through all of your cuttings. Okay, can you describe to me what you're doing here? Sure. So some species need to be determined as wounded, um, and that just helps to encourage rooting. And so you just gently slide your pruners down the side to scrape off that outer layer um, of the stem, and that helps it take up more hor hormone and helps to get the roots, um, helps to start the rooting process a little bit through the injury. Liz, you keep emphasizing the importance of healthy roots before moving a plant outside. But how do I know if they're developing properly? To see if the root system is developing properly, you can pull the plant very carefully out of whatever container you're growing in. Um, the easiest thing to do first off is to pick up the container and look at the bottom um, in the drainage holes. And then you may see some white roots down there and that gives you an first indicator that the roots are growing well. And then you can very gently tap it and um, bring it out of the container to see how well established the root system is. So if the roots are coming out of the bottom of the container, that's a good first sign that the plants are ready to be transplanted? It is, yep. White, healthy roots are a great indication. Um, roots are very important. Root health is very important. If you start to have problems with roots or if you buy plants that have root issues already with on them, um, then you're just you're not going to have success with it in your landscape. So always look at healthy, always look for healthy white roots first and then go from there. I've got a few cuttings I want to try, but right now I'm going to focus on starting seeds. Talking with Liz has refocused me on the idea of creating the best environment, providing plenty of light, and making sure that I keep the potting soil moist. Now, I've been trading seeds with some of my gardening friends, and I've got some really unusual plants I want to try out this season. What are you going to try this year? I'm Lise Jenkins, and this is the Triangle Gardener Show. We're your guide to enjoyable gardening in North Carolina. You can find this and other episodes on our website, trianglegardener.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.